morning or good afternoon podcast listeners, depending on when you're listening to this. This is Kevin Eva again, the editor of Medical Education, this time speaking to you from Edinburgh, the Association for Studies of Medical Education's offices where I've had the opportunity to sit down with Vicki Talentire, a fellow of medical education from the University of Edinburgh, and we're going to spend a few minutes talking about a paper that she's having published in the October issue of Medical Education entitled Understanding the Behavior of Newly Qualified Doctors in Acute Care Contexts. Thanks, Vicky, for making yourself available. Thanks, Kevin. Nice to be able to be here in your hometown and have a chat with you. Your paper reminds me of a lot of the discussion going on nowadays about the difficult transition periods in the medical training process and what we call the continuum of medical education. What was it about those issues that got you interested enough to do some focused research on the topic? Well, my clinical interest is the care of critically unwell patients. And I, um, in my clinical practice, I've noticed for a long time that whilst our newly qualified doctors are perfectly able to describe what they would do in those types of scenarios with those types of acutely unwell patients, were less able to um, behave in appropriate ways when they were in that context themselves. And also found that a source of distress and felt as though something about their educational process had not quite prepared them fully for what they then faced in their clinical practice in the early days. And so really that was my motivation for wanting to gain a better understanding of what was happening in those contexts. Mm. And I suppose that was the driver then for me to take some time out of my own clinical training to look a bit closer at this issue. And so were there specific issues that you were seeing that you thought were particularly challenging or problematic for these individuals? Well, I felt as though their behaviour didn't mimic uh, what they said that they would do and how they would describe their behaviour, their ideal behaviour in those situations. And so there was a mismatch there. And I looked through the literature and saw that that hadn't really been investigated in any sort of systematic way. Mm. Um, The causes for that mismatch wasn't fully understood. And so... That's what I wanted to try to build up a kind of idea about, I suppose. Okay. And so you actually went out and spoke with a number of individuals about that transition and the particular challenges that they were experiencing. And what sorts of issues did you have to overcome in trying to do a study on this topic? Yeah, well, it was interesting because I chose to look at it from different perspectives. So I asked newly qualified doctors who used focus groups for this piece of work. Um, asked newly qualified doctors and then doctors in their second year of practice to reflect back on their newly qualified period, so their first year of practice. And then I asked their senior colleagues as well what they felt were the barriers or the influences on the behaviour of their junior colleagues in those particular clinical circumstances Mm. and tried to kind of triangulate that data to build a framework of understanding to try and move things forward conceptually within this field. That dissociation you're describing between what people say they're going to do and what they actually do is something that's always fascinated me. And so were you seeing in your data or your other conversations with individuals around these topics that they're attributing that dissociation to their own inability to actually do what they feel they should do or attributing it to external circumstances that are forcing them to act in a way that they don't indicate might be most appropriate when they're just asked more contextually? Well, the short answer is both, as you yeah. might expect. <laughs> right. Um, it always is for some, yeah. some reason. <laughs> the answer to everything is, it's not as simple as that. So, 
There was a huge influence of what I've called cognitive challenges, so the internal processing that's happening during those events mm -hmm. and their ability to put what they've learned into practice, but also much more than that, their ability to make decisions in the context of diagnostic uncertainty, mm -hmm. because quite often these patients don't yet have a diagnosis and therefore the juniors are unsure, the way they describe it as which page of the textbook am I on, mm. I don't even know where, which chapter I'm in, right, right. alone which page I'm on, and they were deeply uncomfortable with instituting any treatment for a patient who didn't yet have a diagnosis. Mm. Um, so some of it was about uncertainty and their discomfort with that concept. Um, then there was another kind of set of influences on their behaviour that was to do with their role and the way that they perceived their new role as a doctor. And these things that had not often been explicitly discussed with them, but which they really struggled with. So their expectations of themselves as doctors and what they perceived to be the expectations of their senior colleagues as mm. well, mm -hmm. um, had huge influences on the way that they chose to behave and in particular the point at which they chose to seek help. And then beyond that, there's something about the setup, so something about the environment in which they're working. So the clinical context, and medicine is hierarchical, it has to be for patient safety, but these new doctors are thrown into this hierarchy and having never experienced anything like that before, they often struggle to know what behaviour is appropriate mm. within that system. Right. And they also felt that they hadn't been fully prepared for the acute stress that they themselves felt and were trying to instigate management of a patient whilst feeling themselves as though they didn't have control of their own emotions. Okay. And so all of these things interacted with each other and I was able to kind of build up a framework of understanding which I think, which I hope has moved us forward slightly, at least um, conceptually, towards an understanding of how these things influence each other and they're not standalone and you can't address one of them and expect patient outcome to improve. Right, right. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree that you've moved us forward with the data that you've reported. I'm intrigued by the examples you used. I don't know if it was just because of the examples you happened to choose or if it's an indication of a broader pattern, but what I just heard you say was for the diagnostic uncertainty side was about grappling with that and grappling with the emotions that might come about with that transition as they take on more and more responsibility. Whereas when you started talking about behaviors and how to act professionally you alluded to the external circumstances and what the broader community expects of a physician is just got me wondering if you're seeing differences in the themes that arose depending on what aspect of practice you're talking to these sorts of trainees about or new doctors about well certainly i mean in different circumstances i think there's different types of influences and in different relationships between seniors and juniors different factors would play smaller roles or more important roles. But it was interesting that the perceptions of the seniors often differed. The explanations of the behaviour of their junior colleagues were very different than the juniors themselves gave. And I think that was very interesting because I think it shows that even within our practice, even within our working environment, people who we spend quite a lot of our working day with don't have an understanding of the problems that the new doctors are really grappling with and and are therefore perhaps ready to attribute blame or criticism when 
perhaps they needed to look more at their own behaviour and themselves and the way that they had chosen to interact with their juniors. Hmm, interesting. So is this the end of your fellowship? Are you in the midst of follow-up work or what do you see as the next step for this line of research? Yeah, indeed. Well, I um, was joking the other night that it comes to the end of the time, <laughs> not the end of the project, which I think must be a common problem. I have got lots more work to do. I'm in the middle of the next stage of this project, which is very exciting. Um, and really it's taken me in two directions. One is to look at this problem from the perspective of error, which is a new perspective on the same problem. Mm -hmm. So what types of errors are new doctors making in acute unwell patients in dealing with this particular context and how can we perhaps relate those types of errors to what their cognition and the environment around them and the decisions that they're making or choosing not to make right. and so that's one direction which is going which I'm very excited about and the second direction is the thing that really caught my interest in this whole project was different perceptions of hierarchy within medicine and I'm very much embedded within that hierarchy as part of my clinical training mm. and I find it fascinating the way that the juniors perceive that and the really the huge impact that is having on their behaviour mostly detrimental to patient care mm. and what I really want to look at is the way that hierarchy is socially constructed right. within medicine as a way of better understanding how we can break down perhaps some of those barriers. We'll never eliminate them, and I'm not trying to because I don't think that's the best thing for patients, but I think that there's a better way of creating that social reality than we're managing to do at the moment, and also a better way of preparing our medical students to go out and work within that environment. Right. Sounds fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Wish you the best of luck and hope for you the same success as you had with this project that you've just written out. Thanks very much. Yeah, my pleasure. Again, the paper is entitled Understanding the Behavior of Newly Qualified Doctors in Acute Care Contexts. You'll find it in the October issue of Medical Education, and I've been speaking with the first author, Vicki Talentire, from the University of Edinburgh. Thanks again. Thank you.